My name is Mercedes Vidart. I'm coming from Argentina. I'm a city planner and a political scientist. I studied in the University of Buenos Aires and in the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in Boston. And I'm also a social entrepreneur. I think that the access to technology is not a problem. 95% of the world population live in a place that is covered by a mobile cellular network. And I, I, I see that every day in places where I work. But we need to think of for what we are using technology, with whom we are designing the technology and who owns it. I think that those three questions are the ones that we need to face now and really challenge. I think that if we put technology on the hands of, uh, of the users, um, I think that that's the way in which technology could be most powerful. I think that it's very important to put the people that use the technology or potentially could use it in the center of the design. Kipu started uh, a year ago. I went to a community in Colombia, a public housing neighborhood in the outskirts of Barranquilla, with a very broad question of how technology could be useful to foster a more collaborative economy. And with that question, I started to develop a whole participatory action research project that was working with micro-entrepreneurs living in this neighborhood. So we started designing with uh, approximately 40 micro-entrepreneurs living in this place, um, how a platform could be useful for them. So usually people focus on the infrastructure of the informal settlements. When I talk about informal settlements, I'm talking about places that are uh, lacking infrastructure, they are informal housing. Although they have all these, all these problems, um, there's a lot of commerce. Um, it says that like globally $10 trillion are transacted annually in informality. Um, but there's, a, there's a, a lack of focus on the economy inside these places. In informal settlements, there's an economic crisis all the time, every day. And there's like a, a they have their, their own economy. Why can they start trading, you know, with their own token system, like with their own currency? All the people that I was working in informal settlements, all of them have smartphones. How can technology be an enabler of these alternative uh, economies that could happen in these places? And that's what really drives me, like how we can design technology with the people that will use it. Kipu is an example of how technology is on the hands of people that are most marginalized. So it was not just about the product that ended up being, but opening channels of imagination. In the future, what I see Kipu doing is finding ways in which we can think of how we can provide services to the informal settlements that are designed with people living there. So like that's, that's how I see Kipu moving in, in the future. Uh, it's like designing different types of, of Kipu solutions, but with the same spirit why we're doing what we're doing, how it should be, it should be done. And also like discussing where we want this to go. We have hours of discussions with my co-founders. We have a super strong team of co-founders. So we are city planners, economists, computer scientists, political scientists. Like we are like a really diverse background of co-founders. The challenge is to find people have the skills and the talent and also the want to take the risk of doing uh, innovative things. So I think that that is one of the challenges. It really takes time and effort and you have to be 
very, very detail-oriented. Basically, in the end, it's changing uh, the status quo. It's changing the way people are working, right? Are transacting right now or or their everyday dynamics. My vision is how how a platform like Kipu can be useful to create more circular economies and economies that speak to a place. So my advice is to find a team, is to find peers that that have the same vision and that want to join you in what you're doing, in what you're thinking on doing, um, and that you share values with. And second, I think, is um, listening to the people that you want to serve and not just be an entrepreneur because you want to be an entrepreneur, but be an entrepreneur with a purpose. And and that's, I think, the most valuable thing that, that it could happen and, and, and is what we need in the world. Um, and not be afraid of failing. It's better to fail early than later. Not being scared to fail. Find peers that share your values and vision and design your product and solution with the users that you want to serve.